time, we're going to bring up our pastor. Who better than to honor the mothers this morning than the son of the mother of our family here and the husband of the mother of our family here. All right. Pastor. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. Great is his faithfulness to us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated just for a few minutes. Just want to convey to you what God has conveyed to me before I speak on Mother's Day. As you know, if you were online with us on Wednesday, I started a series called Rebuild. God laid in my spirit the word rebuild. The first one was recon uh, is re re reigniting our worship for revival, for revival, for revival to happen. There must be a spirit of worship in the house. There must be a place in our heart that regardless of the circumstances around us, despite what is going on in our homes, despite what is going on in this world, despite the pandemic, despite the pandemic, that when we come together, there is a spirit that we have reignited our worship to whom? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the everlasting Father. Part two will be this Wednesday, reconnecting. COVID disconnected us from the body. It also disconnected us. So if we reignite our worship, when we come together, we'll reconnect together. Reengaging is your third. And that will be reengaging in ministry and in reaching souls. Because Jesus is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. I want to tell you one thing. This church will not entertain you in worship. This worship team knows that we're not here to be one voice on the platform. We're not here to come and entertain you and you sit back like you just came to a concert. You will need to participate in worship. And here's why. Listen, here's why. Watch what revival will bring. This is what the Spirit of the Lord told me, that when the revival comes to the body, who's the body? Oh, you, Lord Jesus. Everybody's hands should have went up in the house of God. Every one of you is the body of Christ. So this is where, now you know why you need to reignite your worship. I know this is Mother's Day, but I'm telling you, this is why revival must come to the body. Second place, you want to know why revival needs to come to the body? Because then we'll begin to see our prodigals coming back to the kingdom of God. But you've got to get revival in your soul. Number three, denominational 
Other, other denominations are going to begin to seek out where the power and the glory of God is operating. How many of you live next to denominational people? I hope all of you live next to somebody that's a, of some denomination. And if they're not, then you need to already be talking to them about being saved, sanctified, filled with God's Holy Spirit. Number four, false religions will begin to come. This is prophetic. Y'all can sit down and do whatever you want, but this is proph prophetic. If you want to see the operation of God, some of you are going to be a part, some of you will not. I've watched Facebook. People are so involved on Facebook. They're not involved about what God wants to do in these last days. Brother Morrison has picked May 28th for prayer, 7.30 here at the church. We will be here because I believe revival. If it don't start nowhere else, I already am telling you revival has begun in the spirit of Pastor Alan Reynolds. You know why? Because whether you want to see a prodigal come back to God, I want to see a prodigal come back to God. Sit down and not reignite your worship. But if you've got children that are dying and going to hell, you better get a spirit of worship. I refuse to let the devil have my children. Sit down. Let the devil have him. But as for me and my house, I will worship, I will serve the Lord. Call fire. You have the ability to call fire from heaven. Not angry at you. I'm angry at the devil. I serve the devil notice today. Nobody may come into the house of God and worship, but as long as there's hell, as long as this mind is still stayed upon Jesus, as long as there's breath in my body, there will be no rock that has to cry out in my place. As long as I can lift my arms, as long as I've got a voice of praise in my body. How great is your God? How great is your Lord? I must thank, I must thank some gentlemen in the house of God, Brother Babel, Brother Greg Thompson, Brother McCauley, for cutting the grass this week so that it looked beautiful today for Mother's Day. 
I walked in. I've got one more gentleman to thank. That's Brother Ford. As I walked in, coming across the parking lot, saw Brother Ford picking trash up. <laughs> I said, that's a servant's heart. In his mind, he's, he's come to, to the place where he's, these people, these men have taken the body. They've taken this property, and they understand that the church belongs to them, that the yard belongs to you all. And they wanted to make sure that the property and the yard was beautiful today when guests and the mothers came into this place. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for what you do. Hallelujah. Yes, that's it. They deserve a hand clap. Now, just so you don't think I'm an ugly person, let me first say I give God glory for every mom in this place. I give glory to every one of you mothers. We honor you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know we love you. I want you to know that without you all, there would be generations being raised, dysfunctional generations. Because when a mother is not involved, I'll get to you dads in the near future. But a mom is important because a dad cannot, a man, let me rephrase that, a genetically born man, the DNA that God created me as a man, Every boy child cannot love a child like a mother can love a child. My wife is constantly taken up for all my children. Constantly. We don't have no arguments, but at sometimes I look at her and say, it's time for dad's stern voice because dad has that role. I want to hear some things that I've learned as a son. My mother, and so do we, as a mother. Children need guidance and correction as they mature, but they need to feel love and forgiveness and never rejected. God and family come first. God never intended for a family to be dysfunctional and distracted and ripped apart because of ministry. Ministry. You need to balance and have a good balance in your ministry. Before ministry involvement, jobs, don't let, don't let jobs come between you and your children. Watch people get all caught up in the money and other activities. We only have a limited number of years in which to grow our children's souls to maturity. Amen. My mom taught me that. My mom never went to work till after we were 13, 14 years old, somewhere in there. My mom taught me to be open and honest. My dad told this person, never ask him anything you don't want to hear. 
because it'll come out to you in an honest way. It may not be presented in the best way, but he will speak honestly. She taught me to be open and honest and to listen. As a mother, you need to allow your child a safe place to ask questions and to answer them, and you need to answer them honestly. It's not always easy, but your child needs to know their questions and concerns are important to you. Involve your children in your ministry. One of the things, the reason I know that my children will be back in the house of the Lord serving the Lord is because every one of my children have been some way and somehow involved in some type of ministry that my wife and I were a part of. My parents were involved in music ministry, and, and as, as we were kids, you know, of course they were pastor and music ministry at that time, uh, but as, as, as soon as we were kids old enough that we could get up and sing, they made us sing. They made me try to play a piano, which I wish I would have been obedient there. Uh, my mother, look, <laughs> she just gave me the heart. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But she taught us to, whether we could sing or not, to sing and play musical instruments. Regardless of our, your ministry and your involvement, make sure that your children are valued, are part of your ministry and a valued part of your ministry, no matter what that ministry is. One thing my mother used to tell me, this has really stuck with me and it has helped me through the years, is that I have, and I have always, here's what she said, tell me, used to tell me that I have, I have also passed on to my children, is consider the source. People can say and, and do hurtful things and there is often a motive behind their actions. Instead of reacting or being upset, consider the source. Consider the source. Just consider the source. The Bible says you'll know them that labor among you. The simple consideration has helped me many a times because of the advice my mother gave me. These are just a few things that have helped me on my journey as a son has helped me to be a dad. Raising children can be challenging as a mother and as a father, but as a mother, it's very challenging. In these days we live in that it seems like men are not capable of being committed. Times and circumstances have changed, but some basic principles have not. Remember what your mama has taught you. Remember what mom has said. The bottom line is that we are responsible for raising souls. As a mother, you're responsible for raising a soul. And you must do your best to point them towards Christ. And you're a written epistle. 
you can come and be one thing in the house of God. And when you walk home and you do not exhibit the same lifestyle that you exhibit in this place at home, your child will quickly catch that and will not want what you have because they see you're no different than anybody else. I want to tell you, there's no higher calling than being a mom and a mother. Before I get into the scripture, I want to give you some quotes because I believe in honoring mothers. This is by Washington Irving. A mother is the truest friend we have when trials heavy and sudden fall upon us, when adver adversity takes the place of prosperity, when friends desert us, when trouble thickens around us, still will she cling to us and endeavor by her kind precepts and counsels to dissipate the clouds of darkness and cause peace to return to our hearts. Mitch Album. Behind all your stories is always your mother's story because here is where yours begins. Abraham Lincoln said, no man is poor who has a godly mother. George Washington said, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. Barbara Kingsolver, motherhood is the one job where the better you are, the more surely you won't be needed in the long run. My son took my, my wife out for Mother's Day dinner last night and paid. It's funny, but when a child pays for a parent's meal, you realize something has transferred from being raised under a good woman. I'm not saying it's the first time, but it wasn't no cheap meal. I'm just saying. It wasn't Olive Garden. Hers was a... Just saying, when a child says, you're coming, I got yours, I said, I got mine. <laughs> uh, but you know something good has transpired. Something has been transferred into them. N.K. Jemison says this, a mother can be glorious or terrible, benevolent or filled with wrath, but she commands love either way. I am convinced that this is the greatest power in the universe. We know Jesus is the greatest power. But a mother is very high on the... Phyllis McGinley. God knows that a mother needs fortitude and courage and tolerance and flexibility and patience and firmness and nearly every other brave aspect of a human soul. Mildred B. Vermont, being a full-time mother is one of the highest salaried jobs in my field since the payment is pure love.
Now, that, I'm going to go on to my message. Here's what Proverbs 31, 28 through 29 says. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and her praises at her husband, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I'm going to ask you, thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. Those online, I ask you to stand as well. We're going to 8 through 21. I've, I've never actually used this um, on a Mother's Day, so this is the first that God has given me. I pray that I will do it justice and that I will honor you as a mother in this. Um, Again, I want to honor you, uh, mothers, today. Uh, we honor you and praise you and thank you for your endurance, for your sacrifices to us children and to the, our grandchildren that are coming up now. Uh, we love you. And to those that have lost your mother, we're, we do want you to know we are sorry for that. We love you. We, we, we know that you are grieving. You do not have your mother with you. Um, I'm grateful to have my mother and, and have her in my life. Um, 2 Kings 4. And it fell on a day that Isha passed to the Shunem, where was a... She in, constrained him to eat bread. And so it was... He turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive this is a holy man of God, which passeth by, my, by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. That he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there. Verse 12 says, And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been for us, what is to wouldst thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she said, and she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, she hath no child. Her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, hear me. <laughs> ah, ah, mm. About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season, and Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life, 
And when the child was grown, that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head, him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knee till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And went out. First Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And just stand for a moment. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for your anointing. I pray for the deliverance of this word. God, that it will move and intervene and be a blessing to mothers that it will be a blessing to those online and in-house, oh God. I pray for your spirit and your power to move and intervene. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. If I may title this today is the faith fight of a determined mother. Many of the responsibilities that Christians have can be very stressful. Medical research, research shows that stress is a major cause of multiple illnesses. However, I challenge you to name one single vocation, position, or responsibility more stressful than motherhood. In April 2015, during the Baltimore riots, my son was there. One woman was dubbed Mother of the Year for her response to finding her son aiding in the riots. Many of you will remember this. The woman was captured on camera slapping the young man dressed in all black riot gear and marching him away from the police. As you can imagine, the scene went viral online quickly. The video showcased an act of correction that has become foreign to our society. Anyone's child can be mischievous, but this is where parents need to take a stand firm. Where are the parents who are not ashamed to take the appropriate action to protect their children? We live in a sin-filled, lawless society that is headed in a downward spiral. We need God-fearing parents that are not afraid to raise the next generation in the fear and admonition of the Lord, regardless of it being an unpopular way of upbringing. Satan is deceitful. Regardless of what anybody else says, Satan is tempting and bringing a battle to the family. It's fragmenting and disabling the family. It's destroying what the family unit truly is by what God's word said it is to be. And people have let it go. People have let it come out. And, and God, I can't imagine the stench in God's nostrils that has come up before him. Regardless of what anybody says, resisting Satan's temptation is a battle that must be fought continually. If you don't think it's difficult to fight Satan, I, I would come to this place that you have already succumbed to his tactics. Satan is deceitful. He is a deceitful demon that waits potentially for you to let your guard down. 
We need to claim the victory by the words of our testimony and the blood of the spotless lamb. It comes to a place where I watch people that have raised children that have now walked away from God. I, I, God spoke to me when I began to come up with rebuild. The word is rebuild. That's why the church needs to rebuild their worship. That's why they need to reconnect. That's why they need to re-engage. It's so that God can move in what he promises he's going to do. He said, raise up a child. Train up a child in a way that he should go. My wife and I were sitting there talking. And she, was, she brought up a testimony to, to a child of, of a miracle that God performed. And all of a sudden, it triggered something in that child that remembered when they were in the house of God serving the Lord that there was another miracle that came forth and they heard of it and they wanted to bring it back out in the sharing of that testimony, which led us to believe, hey, the prodigals are going to come back. Uh, we see God working. We see God moving. And I tell you right now, you and I cannot give up, let up, or back up. In the fourth chapter of 2 Kings, the Shunammite woman that's a candidate for the next Mother of the Year award She's a faith-filled, blood-bought woman who's made up her mind. She will fight to hell and back before she allows Satan to take her child. Do I have some mothers that are willing? Do I really have some mothers that are willing to fight all the way to hell and back for their children? Because if it's in you, you're going to get on your knees and begin to be faithful to God. You're going to begin to seek the face of God. When you come to the house of God, there's going to be a spirit of worship. Second Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Yes, they're going to reject you. Yes, that prodigal is going to reject what you have to say if you're if you're not careful how you present yourself. Sometimes there's a time to come direct at them. But most of the time you need to love them as Christ loves them. I mean, when Christ sat down at the well with the woman that had five husbands with another one, did he call her a whore? He didn't call her no names. He could have shunned her. He could have you trash. He could have said a lot of things to her. But if we're to be Christ-like and disciples of Christ Jesus, then we ought to exhibit the very same love and kindness that Christ exhibited to that woman that had been with five and was with one more, and it was not her husband. Here's what they'll say. I perceive you're a prophet. I perceive there's something different about you. There's something different about you. I've been talking to you about discipleship, talking to you about winning souls. The other night, my wife and I are sitting. I think, I think she had just finished a Bible study, and I was looking at my Bible study, and 
all of a sudden the phone rings and it's an old high school buddy of mine that my mother used to feed every morning with me. His mother and father separated a long time ago. His father was living with a, a girlfriend. He didn't want her no more, so he left and left his son with the girlfriend. No one to feed, no one to feed him. Him and I somehow, God just put us together even though it wasn't serving God. He would come to my house every morning. My mom would set three plates. And then feed all three of us, my daughter, uh, my sister, myself, and my friend. And all of a sudden, the other night, and, th and this friend of mine, in a very early age, is, we got married in 82. Um, I think not more than a month or two after we were married. The young lady he was with, he went into the military, was pregnant, gave birth, had nowhere. Her mother put her out. We brought her to our, we brought her to our house. And uh, we helped raise that child, not even being, we didn't know nothing about children at that time either, but we, we, we had them in our home. We lived up off of Fisher, Alpine, I think it was Alpine Apartment, something like that. But listen, so the other night, and, and men, him and I had been in, involved in a lot of other stuff, drugs, everything. And he called and he said, hey, I just want to tell you, our reunion's coming up. I said, our reunion? I haven't been to one reunion since we got out of school. And, you know, my wife's gone. So I, I said, um, okay, man, when is it? You know what I mean? I'm going to strike up a conversation, you know? And I don't even remember what the date was, but I'm like, yeah, well, he said, I, I'll look at my calendar and see what we got. And I said, we might be able to. But I said, how about, and then I heard this woman's voice in the background. And he goes, I just need to tell you, Amy died, the woman that raised his first child with us. She died not too long ago. They had been separated for a while. And this voice, my wife goes, that sounds like, that sounds like somebody I know. I'm like, I don't know it. What's someone that she grew up with? And I looked at her. I'm like, is Jesus putting something together here? She said, I don't know. It's, that's crazy. These were back in 70s and 80s. I said, okay. I said, well, who's that? <laughs> who's that female's voice in the background and he called it out and of course that for you and they used to be inseparable way back then and so we talked for a little while and we said look we'll get together we'll go to dinner I said that's probably what we'll do we probably won't go to the high school thing we're just gonna we'll, we'll get with you we'll get with you and her and we'll go out and have dinner and he said do you promise I said yes we promise and so the other day we were together and I said and all of a sudden it's like you know I was a little sometimes the, the lights on and the elevator is almost up it takes a little while for God to work through me sometimes I looked at her I said 
I think God's doing something here. I said, do you think that we're supposed to disciple them? I said, because out of the clear blue, he called me in the evening. And I don't normally, I, I don't, don't, and when I saw who it was, you know, it's your past. So sometimes you don't always answer the past. You let the past go to your voicemail, and then you listen to it, and then you figure out whether you're going to get back to the past or not. I mean, that's probably not how you all operate. But for me, my past was very dark. So uh, anyway, but all of a sudden I answered the phone. And I'm going, I believe. This is what I told him. I said, I really feel now, I really feel that we're supposed to win them to God. I said, I believe they're going to get the Holy Ghost. I said, I believe we're going to teach them a Bible study. I said, I believe this and I believe that. I believe this. What I'm saying is, is that we are, if we don't get in tune with the Holy Ghost. Now, I was a little slow getting in tune, but what I'm trying to tell you is my worship is reignited. Amen. My spirit, I'm reconnected and I'm reengaged and I'm going to get where God wants me to go when he tells me to go. But listen, uh, you need to understand, we don't have all the things that we need to fight against Satan on our own. But with the aid of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have the appropriate weapon of the word of God and prayer to go against what Satan tries to bring against our family and our children. Mom, let me tell you something. If your husband won't pray with you, you need to get up and pray for your children and your home and your husband yourself. Let him lay there. Get up and pray. You know why? Whether he makes it to heaven or not, I want my children saved. You need to get up and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those children. You need to seek God. God's coming back. When Satan sees you reaching to God for help, his first inclination is going to be to try stopping you from harassing and utilizing God as your power. But when you're not using God as your power and as your strength, he pretty much has you. Here's what's going to happen. The prodigals are going to continue to go down the same street that they went down. They're going to continue to do the same thing that they were doing before. But when a praying mama gets up and connects to God, the Shunammite woman had realized if I can connect to God and I can, and I can take care of what God has entrusted in me, what he has put in me, what he has instilled in me. When Satan sees you reaching for God for help, his first inclination is to, to try and stop you. you. You weren't on Satan's radar until, you, until he seen you being blessed by God, until he started seeing you praying to the Lord. Then you become on the radar. People say, now that I'm not serving God, man, life has been good. I've heard him say it. Man, it's great. Yeah, well, because Satan already has you. He's taking you down so deep that you can't even feel the presence of God anymore. I watch mothers, man. I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say man. Forgive me. But I've watched mothers that once were fired 
intercessors that raised children in the house of God that had testimony after testimony walk away from God. I'm going to tell you something. Those children are on her head because they have walked away from God too. One of the most important things is, is when a child can see their mama that is committed and faithful to house of God. Even when my husband is disrespectful to me, even when my older children get out of hand, even, and I still get up and I say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, restore that which the canker worm has destroyed. God, you're going to restore my home. God, you're going to restore my children. God, you're going to restore my husband. God, you're going to restore everything that's been messed up in this marriage. God, you're going to restore. God, you're going to put love. God, you're going to bring the Holy Ghost. God, you're going to do this. But this Shunammite woman, she's described as a great woman because she's content. Even though nothing is perfect and her only desire is to be a blessing to a man of God. Then she decided to make a place for him so he could rest when he passed through. You see, when you start caring about others, it gets God's attention. When you start caring about others, that's when God, it gets God's attention. Ephesians 6, 8 says, Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond, shackled, or free. Elisha told his servants, See if this woman, see if the woman needs anything. She said, excuse me, she said, I live among my own people, but, 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 but Gehazi noticed and said, the woman doesn't have any children, Elisha. Her husband is old. When unfulfillment gets revealed, it'll wake up your faith. It wakes up my faith. It keeps me moving forward. Look at, look at somebody and tell them, I can't go back. Look at, look at, look at your partner next to you or your, 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 someone sitting in your, your row and tell them, I can't go back. I'm not going back. Matter of fact, you need to make it personal. I'm not going back in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going back to the old man. I'm not going back to the old way. I'm not going back. I'm going to continue to walk with my Lord. I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to fast. I'm going to continue to read the word of God. Here's what 2 Kings 4, 15 through 16 said. And he said, call her. Elijah said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaiden. In other words, she said, all right, man of God. Don't you play with me. Don't be messing with me and my emotions. Some of you need to understand that when you speak it, you need to say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Come on now. Hear me what I say. You need to say what you mean and mean what you say. When you say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the prodigal, you say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean what I say, prodigal. 
don't from that, but right. Sometimes it's tough love moms have to give. Because sometimes dad don't ever step up. I'm just being real, okay? Just being real. It's a thankless job that a mother has to do. Sometimes mom is disciplinary. Sometimes mom is judge, jury, the one that brings forth wrath. My dad worked two jobs in pastoring and very rarely was home because of everything going on, building and everything else. The only time we saw him if we worked or if he came home or we were in church. Mom was everything at that time. I got spanked by her. I got loved by her. I got taught by her. I got taken to sports by her. My dad did come to some games that they were on Sunday, which were very few and far between, and they had to be at the church. We weren't allowed to go in sports. When Aaron and Alan and uh, Josh were in sports, when I had them in soccer, I signed them up at Brian's Road, and the very first thing I said to them, if you have any Sunday games, my sons will not be here. And we had Sunday games. Immediately, somehow, the schedule got changed. We take a stand. <laughs> Come on, I'm telling parents, you've got to take a stand. You've got to be a parent because a parent is who loves their children and teaches them. If Jesus didn't love us, he wouldn't teach us. He'd say, just go do what you want to do. He wouldn't set guidelines. He wouldn't give you boundaries. He wouldn't tell you that wide is the way to destruction, narrow is the way to life. He told us, you want to make it? It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy because now you don't get to do what you want to do. I paid a price for you. It was a costly price. And if you want to make it into the kingdom of God, you can do whatever you want, but my will will be done if you want to make it into the kingdom of God. You will not live the way you want to live. When God shows up and gives you a blessing, you must keep moving forward. You cannot go backwards. 2 Kings 4, 17 to 20, and when the woman conceived and bare the son, that, at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life, and when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her lap till noon and then died. Now, any, any normal reaction, can I be real? Now, God, you gave me this. You gave me this son. And now you're going to let him die? What was her reaction? I'm going to put him on the man of God's bed. That's where I'm going to put him. I know that there is something about that man of God that if I can get in touch with the man of God, that that child shall live again. I'm talking to some mothers right now. You want to see some children live again for the Lord Jesus Christ? You need to begin to place them on the bed of the man of God and begin to see the power and favor of your prayer. There's going to be calamity come to you. There's going to be things that happen in life. But don't get discouraged. God has things in, in order. And by, you need to fight. You need to ask God for favor over your family and over your children. I know calamity's coming. You're not going to be the candidate for the mother of the year with your children. 
I watch. As the children get youth, hit youth, same as it was with me, you get this spirit of disrespect. You get this spirit of, I don't need you. I don't need the church. I can make it on my own. Watch this. I'll show you. Let me go. I'm gone. At 16, my father said, just like this. Here's your new coat. Bought me a coat. Bought me two new snow tires. And he went to the door. And he said, I love you, but go on. Mama, mama. No, no, no. I said there's a difference between a mother and a father. Mothers get in all the way because they got a different love. Men cannot love a child like a mother loves a child. I don't care what you do to this body. It does not change the DNA of a man or a woman to be the same as a biological DNA that they were birthed to be. Mama had that coat. I put the new coat on. Mama was like, no, no. Herb, Herb, say something. No, no, let him go. Tough love. Tough love. But that's what us children do. We think we got it all planned out. Watch this six months later. How you doing? I'm good. Hey. You think it'd be all right if I came home? He said, sure. No problem at all. He said, but my roof, my roof, you will be in church. You don't get, you will be in church every Sunday. Am I lying? If I'm lying, I'm dying. He said, you will be in church. I said, sir, I will be in church on Sunday morning. I might not be in my right mind, but I'll be in church. I just need a place to lay that I can get that I can get a meal, that nobody be stealing my clothes, that someone will feed me. I, I lost my job. I, all hell broke loose on me that after six months. Watch me, young people. Everybody thinks they got it under control. They think that we're hindering, or he, I felt like he was hindering me. Sprouting my wings, right? I'm ready to fly. Fly like an eagle. Let your spirit get me down. Right, what was that old song? I forget that one. It's not a gospel song. That was BC. Anyway, mom was like, no. Dad was like, go. You're going to learn. You're going to learn how good it is at home. Your bed has clean sheets on it. Your dresser drawer has your underwear, your T-shirts, and your pants that nobody else gets to wear. Oh, yeah, that was, I go in. They have my underwear on. They're wearing my jeans. They smoke a cigarette in my bed, burn holes in my bed, and I'm like, what the world? 
I was the prodigal. I was in the wallering with the pigs. Some of you haven't figured out you've got to that place and you don't know how to get back because pride says, don't call mom and don't call dad. Oh, pride went away when I saw how bad it was. So let me say this, mother, you will not be the mother of the year nor get the award of mother of the year being a mother, a true mom. There has to be a kingdom warrior awakened inside of you to push hell back. You have to get to the place. I, I watched my mother with my sister and I. She would pray and uh, travail at the doors of our bedroom. I would hear her praying over us. I would hear her seeking the face of God, crying out to God. The whole time we're living a life. unbecoming of a child of God, let alone unbecoming of anything that she was praying for. But she kept saying, devil, you're not going to have my children. These are your children, God. You gave these children to me. Matthew said in eleven twelve, he said, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent taketh it by force. Mothers, you need to get a hold of your home by violence. You need to take control of your children and pray over them. And those children that come of age that are 18 and you feel like you can't tell them what to do, let me tell you something. As long as you pay for that roof over their head, they got two choices. They live by your rules or they got to go. If you pay the water bill, they got to go. You pay the gas bill, they got to go. You bring food in on that table, they got to go. Tough love. Train up that child in the way that they should go. If they do not want to be obedient, Here are four traits of a mother, a fighting mother. Number one, the Shunammite woman harnessed her emotion. She controlled herself. Don't let the devil see you sweat. God is on your side, mother. If I walk out of this door, you cover me by the blood of Jesus. You cover me and know that God is already encamped angels around me. Tell God, don't let no death come up on that body, but you cover it as it goes out. Let it suffer. Let it suffer. Some of us had to learn. I almost can read people's stories. Some of us have went down that road that's the prodigal, that a parent had to say, there's the door. Many of us have walked that road Regret walking that road, but we're, look where we are today. Amen. Look where you are today. Sometimes you got to look back and go, okay, God, I see where you brought me from. 
If you brought me from there, you'll bring my children from there. If you brought me from there, you'll do this for me. If you protected me from that, you'll protect them. Parenting's not easy. So for every mother in here, I want you to know, I, 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 I give honor to you because y'all are long-suffering. You're like God. I'm not saying you're a God. Don't get that twisted. But God created you very much like him. There's a spirit of compassion in you all that can't, that does not come from a man. It does not resonate in us. That's why he made man, okay? Let me just tell you, the reason he made man is because man is supposed, if he's in his right um, role, he's to have order to be God, man, wife children down here it's not god children husband god children wife it's god husband wife children children never get in between the marriage ever when you let children disrupt the home you messed up i don't care if it's a blended family that's right there there's the door Know the role. Honor the role. If you honor the role, God will honor your home. It will be sad. There will be sad days. There's going to be crying and weeping. There's going to be some turmoil that you as a mom are going to go through. Hear me when I say this. The life that I... The, The emotional scars that I put or the emotional things I did to my mother and put her through. She had to have that love and that compassion. Amen? And most of our children are going to put you as a mom through that. There are going to be days that they say to you, Mom... I don't love you anymore. I don't love you. But a mom needs to be what they need to be. A mom that is a friend to a child, is a, that's a mistake. You'll never be their friend because you're not supposed to be their friend. You're a parent. Sorry. I know you didn't get a book on that, but I'm telling you, we are not your friends. We were governed to raise you. And to, put a, and to put clothes on your back, put food on the table, to love you, and to raise you in the way that you should be raised. After that, I am to teach you right from wrong. You're not going to like some of the rights, and you're not going to like some of the wrongs. But that's just the way it is. After the day is over, I still love you. So my child, no matter what they do, and my wife said the same thing, no matter what you do, I'm still going to love you. You got to make your own road. You got to make your own way. I'm not going to stop loving you. And I'm not going to love what you're doing. But you as a child, I'm going to love you till God takes me home. I won't discard you and kick you. I'm not going to hate on you. Regardless of what you do, I'm going to love you. 
That's it. Unconditional love. That's what, what, what did the Lord say? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love your enemy. Sometimes your children become your enemy. Can I be real? Many a days I was her enemy. Many a days I was his enemy. Number two, stay faithful in God's promises. That's why I know, I know y'all probably think I'm just a weird preacher. But, but the memorials are very important. Or a diary. You need something that you go back to. Because there's things years later that you forget what God did for you. There's things that you forget that God has brought you through. And you have to have something that There are things that God brings back to memory so that we remember where we were. That we remember what God has given us. What God has done for our family. What God has done for our, uh, us as a husband and wife. What God has done. You've got to have something. If you don't, if you don't have a, if you're not going to do it with rocks because that's eccentric, right? That's what the Word of God says. So I'm doing what God's Word says. But if you don't want to take rocks, then take a, a journal. Begin a journal. God showed up today, and, and he did this for me. You may not even be a mother yet. But you want to be a mother. And if you want to be a mother, you need to pray, God, help me to raise a kid in this day and age. Or a child, not a kid, but a child. Help me to... Love it. Help me to supply its needs. Help me to be a good mother. Help me to be a mother that sets meal times up like normal meal times. Help me to be a mother that, that wakes and gets up at a certain time and makes sure the day starts off at the right time. Help me be a mother that fears you, Lord God, that will constantly try to raise, even if my husband won't come. Even if my husband won't come to church. Let me raise my children in church. I'm going to tell you, June, June, Sunday school's kicking back off. Not for the youth, but for all the other children. That was a, that was a shallow, only I only heard one amen. You want to lose a generation? The Bible says there was a generation that knew not of God. We're about to do that. If we continue to be fearful of COVID, come on now. I'm preaching to a body. I'm preaching to mothers. I'm preaching to fathers. I'm preaching to a body of Christ. If we continue to be fearful of the, of the pandemic, we will lose a generation that did not know God because we're fearful of bringing the virus in the house. I'm telling you, you want your child raised to not know God? I, I see children that were raised in the house of God that won't even return to God. But they haven't forgotten Hear me when I say that. I'm giving you hope because God said if the worship in us, if we get revival going in us, and that starts with worship, renewing, restoring, right? So that when we walk in, we're all ready. Whoa, God's going to do something today. Somebody else is getting the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost like Sister Natalia. Uh, uh, God's going to move in somebody else's life. Somebody's going to be healed like Sister Tammy, Sister Colleen. Uh, Sister uh, Morrison, like Sister uh, uh, Barnett, uh, 
who else did we pray for? Sister uh, uh, Macaulay. Who? Brother Daryl. So stay faithful in God's promises. Don't expect anything short of God's promises to happen. Although the Shunammite woman was in an emotional battle, she stayed, stated, it shall be well. Let me tell you something. It's going to be well. If God told us that, he's going to, that, the, that once revival starts here, that the prodigals are going to return, that should be something for you to know. You need to hold on to that promise, and you need to begin to, you need to work on whatever it is you've got to work on so that you're faithful and committed to the house of God, that you have a spirit of worship so that when it comes out, there are prodigals, we're ready to pray them back through, amen, and then they're ready to rise up and be disciple makers, amen. Number three, and I'm closing, have a sense of urgency to get, I guess I went over time. Have a sense of urgency to get to someone that can agree with you with a word of God to overturn the problem. This is why you need to reconnect, which you'll hear about that Wednesday. You know why it's important for you to be in the house of God? You can't reconnect to me if you're not here. You can't reconnect to a sister or a brother in the house or agree in word and in spirit to anyone when you're out here. I mean, you can call me all you want. You could text me all you want, but I'm not connected to you. Somebody left and sent me a resignation letter. Didn't want to know why I didn't call them. Well, you sent me a resignation letter. That tells me you didn't want to be here anymore. Right? So I can't connect to you. Stay away from the house of God and we won't be able to reconnect to you. Be lackadaisical in your service at the house of God in attendance. Guess what? You will not have revival. She told the servant, saddle an ass. Watch this. She said, saddle an ass and drive. Go forward and slack not thy riding except I tell you to. She was on a mission. Mom, I want you to be on a mission. I need you to be on a mission. I need you to... I need you to help us pray for our, your children. You want to, you want to, if you're on medicine and you cannot fast, fast TV. Fast something that will not affect your, your medicine. Fast something, sweet something. Fast it and pray for your children. You want to see God move? Give something up for Jesus and pray. Four, you must have a determination to win. I told you many a time I felt knocked down. God took me to that office and began to bring the memorials back to me. He said, look, 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 look here. You wouldn't have that. I want you to know I, brought, I gave you that. You came through this because I brought you through this. I want you to remember what I've done for you so you can quit being a, a whiner and get back into the ministry. Get back into the flow. Get back into what God wants you to, what I want you to do. He said, you need to just preach my word. Don't worry about whether they like you or not. He said, just preach my word. He said, I didn't call you to be liked. I didn't call you to be loved. I called you to preach. 
Jacob wrestled with an angel all night to the breaking of day and said, I will not let go except you bless me. I wish that some of you moms would grab a hold of God and begin to pray for those prodigal children because some of them are not, they, they have no concept of where they are and where they're headed. They have no concept of the day and the hour and the season that we're in. They don't see that the Lord is preparing to come back. Grab a hold of God and do not, I don't care if you don't see an answer yet, I don't see if you don't see the hand of, of a cloud, I don't see what you don't, I don't care what you don't see yet, but you grab a hold of God and you get a hold of God and you keep praying and seeking God for that child and you keep asking God, I know that child's not good. Nobody wants to say their child's not good. Everybody wants to say, oh, I got a good child. My child is good. Not, not my child. My child wouldn't do that. Hear me. My child wouldn't act like that. Please. Tell that to somebody that ain't had children. Elisha told Elijah, as the Lord liveth and thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he received a double portion of Elisha's spirit. Here's what I'm speaking to this church. Not only you mothers, I, I feel like I started imparting on Sunday after church. This is where the online church never will be a part of what we had here last Sunday. They weren't, they weren't able to see the power of God flowing in this altar. I'm sorry online, I'm sorry. But there was a flow of the Holy Ghost in this place. I saw women with mustard seed faith. There wasn't one man that took the oil bottle. And hear me when I say this, women, you wonderful ladies of God, it's not going to be the last time that I put an oil bottle in your hand and tell you to begin to take the authority of the Holy Ghost. You know why? I need some women that are willing to step out by faith because I believe when you begin to step out by faith, like the Shunammite woman did, she just said, ah, that's okay. Give me my son. She took him into the room where the prophet had, had, had been staying. And she said, now I'm going to the prophet I'm going to the one who spoke the word over me. And I'm going to see God do a miracle. When you ladies, I want to be respectful, and I don't know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but when you women of God, and these have got to be women, there's a requirement to be a woman of God. Everybody say, I'm a woman of God. A woman of God is someone that is faithful to the house of God. A woman is a, someone who's faithful to pray. A woman is, who, is someone who is faithful to pray for their children. A woman is who is faithful that when they feel the power of God that says, I need to pray for you, that you step into it. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I'm not coming to you in... Tammy Reynolds or Colleen McNeil or Tiffany Ely. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. And when I lay my hands on you, it's nothing but Jesus in you. Because God has spoke to me to lay hands on you. 
and to pray for you. And I don't know what he's going to do. And I, I would encourage you, to, if you're going to pray for them, is to pray in tongues. Because you don't really know what you're praying for. But lay hands. Here's what I believe is happening. I believe God is instilling in this church. And we're not turning back. Some of you are going to be apart. Some of you won't. But God's going to take some of you ladies. Gifted healings is going to start. I, I've been telling you for two years, gifts, the operation of the fruits of the Spirit, the, the gifts of the Spirit are in this church. Right? The gifts of the Spirit are sitting here. And we're going to see men. Not, this is not taking no authority away from our men. Because our men are going to take and take a stand. And they're going to actually be here. And they're going to be with their hands raised. Because they're your covering. The men of God, the men of God that I know are men of God, they'll be up here with their hands raised. As some of you begin to anoint people and pray over them. And God's going to begin to operate. I'm telling you right now, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, the prodigals will come back. But first, revival starts here. Revival starts here. Each and every one of you. It starts here. That's where it starts. The Shunammite woman qualifies for mother of the year because she was determined that if God gave her the child, he would also be able to resurrect that child through the man of God. It's time for the church to send a message. It's time for the, the mothers to send a message if you have to drag them off a street corner. If you have to drag them out of unjust society, we need some mothers of the year to stand and say, if I must fight, bring it on. I will tell you, you won't be alone. You're not going to be alone. You need to tell God I'm more than a conqueror through you who strengthens me. You need to tell him I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mothers, I want you to know you have the power. You have the faith. You have the ability. You have the anointing. You have everything you need to be a mother, to pray your children back into the kingdom of God. The very first thing I beg you to do is not look at the circumstances. Don't even look at the way they live. Don't look at the way they dress. Just keep continue to bombard heaven with their name. Send that name up. God, here's where I see them. Don't look at where you see them, but begin to speak by faith, blind faith. I see so-and-so sitting in the house of God. I see sister so-and-so sitting on the front pew. I see sister so-and-so walking around with a bottle of oil. Speaking in tongues, 
looking for where God wants them to go and pray for somebody. I see brother so-and-so walking around already seeking out who needs to be prayed for. I see sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so praying at the altar around someone they invited from the community. That's your child. That's your child. But do you really believe that? I believe that. I believe that. I can tell you right now, I'm sold on what God gave me. I'm sold. I'm sold on what he told me. Revival has to start here. And then the prodigals will come. That's what he told me. The prodigals are going to come. The prodigals are coming. And then after the prodigals come, then it's going to be uh, the backsliders. And then it'll be non-denominationals, people that don't even, you know, uh, and then it'll be unbelievers. But revival has to start where? In the house. Once revival starts here, then God can do the rest. We will have positioned ourselves for what God wants to do. Stand with me, please. here right now that have children that have prodigals you want your children saved today's the start go ahead sing y'all sing sing we got pictures we want to pray for we got everything but actions speak louder than words out today. Say, I want my child saved. I want my child. I want my child delivered. I want to see God move in my family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you really want your child saved? Do you? Do you believe that Jesus can save us? They're not where they need to be. If you're spiritually at all, you will know that. Stop defending them and put them on the altar. Come on. Tough love, Mom. Tough love. You're the only one that can pray for them like the only one that has the power to reach God. I'm not saying a man don't, but you have a compassion that only Jesus has, not us. Come on, Mom. God's coming back. Mom, God's coming back. Maybe you don't have a child yet. God's coming back. You want If God gives you the opportunity to have a child, you need to place them on the altar right now before they're even born.
Dios.